Okay, <coughs> Boker Tov. Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf yud. Daf yud in Shkolim. We'll start with the mission at the bottom of Testament Bays. Hatruma Mahayot, this is the beginning of the fourth parak. Hatruma Mahayot, what do they do with the truma? In other words, the money that was extracted from the Lishka. Remember, they collected all the money by the first of Nisan, even though the monies for people who live farther away came later. But they put all that money in, an, in a chamber, in a Lishka. And then they extracted it three times a year, into each time into three boxes. What did they do with that truma? As we mentioned before, Lokomba and Tzmina, they bought the Karbonos Sibor. They bought the carbon Tama that was brought every day, morning and evening, Musafim and Shabbos, Yontav, Rosh Chodesh, etc., Viniskehan, and their libations. That includes the Minchas uh, Solas, the flower offering that accompanied these Karbonos together with the wine and oil libations. And they brought the various carbon Minchas Sibor, like the Omer, which was brought on two days ago on Tes Zion <coughs> Nisan. The carbon uh, Omer and the Shteyalechem, which was brought on um, that that accompanied the Kibseyatzeres on Shavuos and Lechem Aponim, which was each and every week. Those are Kabbalas Mincha. Those were all bought with the Trumas Halishcha, the money that was extracted, the money that was withdrawn from the chamber. The Chol Kabbalas Sibor. Okay, period. Now, another use, another purpose of that money, another use of that, those monies were for the Shomer Svichem Bishvias. The uh, when um, every seventh year was Shemitah, and they had to bring the carbon Omer, as we'll see, from the uh, Tfua, from the barley that grew in Eretz Israel. They weren't allowed to plant in Shemitah, so they had to place guards who would find the aftergrowth, the stuff that grew without planting, and they would have those guards. They had to pay those guards. Also, they would also take their pay from the Trumas Lishka. The moral described. How can you give holy money, which the Shkalim are, no less holy than money of Bedek Abayas, and pay them directly a salary? Because when you pay them directly a salary without redeeming them onto some other item, then uh, they're making use, these uh, these workers are making use of holy money and, and the Moab Hektish. So the Gemara will describe the process for uh, deconsecrating them from their Kedusha. But they were paid basically that money. Rabbi Yossi Omer says, listen, they didn't have to, you didn't have to hire workers to do that. A person can guard, can stand out in Shvi's fields and watch some barley grow and do it on his own. He can, be, he can do it, he can donate his time and collect these uh, barley, uh, barley plants and bring them in. Amrullah, the rabbi said, no, we don't agree with that. You also agree that the monies that the uh, the barley that's used for the carbon omer has to come from public funds. So if they were uh, produced by, uh, they were cut down, etc., guarded, and then harvested by people who were in the employ of the Beis HaMikdash, fine, then it came basically from public funds. But if it's from an individual who guarded and harvested the stuff himself, then uh, it's his own carbon. Who says that he gave it with a good with a good heart and he donated it to the tzibur, to the to the public, to the base of Migdash on behalf of all Yisrael? Then maybe he'll take pride. Listen, oh, the carbon number this year was my carbon. I donated it. So Rabbi Yossi is not worried about that. He says, okay, the person gives it of his full heart and he really gives it to the tzibur. The Rabbanon were concerned about that. Now we'll see that we paskin like the Rabbanan, but not necessarily that we're really concerned that the person might not give it of his own accord of a full heart to the to the tzibur, but rather because we're afraid that if, if you don't employ people 
uh, on your own to guard the and harvest the barley, maybe some uh, tough guys will come and they'll take it away from him. In other words, if there's nobody there in charge and you just leave it to people who are volunteering out in the field, maybe somebody else will come and take it away from them and you really won't have a carbon seaboard. Ma Ra, now the Gemara is going to refer, today's Gemara refers to many Gemaras throughout Shas. This Gemara is referring to uh, the Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara in Tainus says that these various co- uh, families were Zoha uh, to give the, the wood that was necessary for the, uh, uh, for the fire, uh, for the fire um, on the base of Migdash, right? For the, uh, uh, the, right, the placement of the fire, the, the, wood, the firewood uh, on the Mizbeach. So uh, there were different families who were Zoha to give him on certain days. Now, what is that? The Marantinus lists them. These certain days. Why are they enumerated that, the, that the, these various times these families could donate wood and they used their wood on the, uh, on the Mizbeach uh, to make the fire, like to make the barbecue, like the, 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 the set of, of wood on, on the Mizbeach. Why, why was that? Ela b'shosh ol Yisrael manakolam b'Yisrael came back from the Golos, and they came to build the base of Mikdash. For lamatzu eitzim lishcha, they found no they found no there was no wood there was no wood with which to burn the carbonos and make the fire on the uh, uh, on the the fireplace on the uh, base of Mikdash on the on the, on the uh, mizbeach. Va'amdu elu b'nesnadvu eitzim mishalatzmam. These people, these particular families, said, okay, there's nothing there. We're going to donate. We're going. We have our own wood. We're going to. These families donated. and they gave them wholeheartedly to the tzibur. The coverman carbona tzibur, and they brought the carbona tzibur from that wood that these particular families donated. The prophets among the Jews then stipulated. Oh, look how these people came to the rescue of of our uh, holy temple and uh, being able to bring the carbonos. So they, they made a stipulation, in the future, even if the chamber is full of wood, and these families, they're, obviously their they're progeny afterwards, will get up and donate wood, we're going to stipulate, we're going to first take theirs. Even if the temple has public uh, wood available, but because they helped us out originally, when we had no wood, and if they want to donate wood again in the future, the on this particular day we allot, they allotted different days in which uh, the, the, each family who donated that was like a simcha for their family. If they want to donate wood, we're going to use their wood first, even though they're going to uh, have to donate it to the public, right? They can't. You can't say you're using the Schwartz's uh, uh, wood. It's the public wood, but donated by the Schwartz's to the public. So that's what the Gemara of there in Tana says. Amravacha, what does Zef do with us? Amravacha, this is really like the sheet of Yosi in our Mishnah. You see, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi, it's the same name. Amravacha, Rabbi Yosi, this is really sheet of our Mishnah. Rabbi Yosi, Amravacha, wrote some Mishnah of Shemachim. That's what our Mishnah said. That Rabbi Yosi said, you don't have to employ uh, uh, employees. You don't have to keep uh, people out in the field that you pay to guard the uh, barley and to harvest it in. If somebody wants to do it on their own, that's also okay. Isn't this similar to the people, the families who gave the wood uh, at the time of the base Migdash and they were promised that in the future they could also do- donate on their particular day? Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shem, Rabbi Yosef, 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 Rabbi Yosef,
This Mishnah in Tanis that talks about the days of giving the wood, that goes according to every Mapleg and Begufa Shal Karbin. Where does Rabyosi and Rabbanan argue in our Mishnah? We're, we're talking about the goof of the carbon itself, meaning the barley, which is constitutes the mincha saomer. The carbon is is a is a is a uh, flour offering of a, a barley flour. They're arguing only when we're talking about the 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 sacrifice itself. In this case, it's the barley. There they argue with the rabbanon. Can you bring it on your own? Says Rabbi and you'll donate it. And the rabbanon are concerned. No, we want it from public. We want to have public um, public um, uh, employees that are publicly employed to bring it, to make sure that it comes from the tzibor. There they argue in the goof of the carbon, in the, in the, um, <clears throat> in the very substance of, of the carbon. In this case, it's not an animal. It's, it's, it's a flower offering. carbon. But over here we're talking about the wood. The Gemara and Tanis is talking about the wood that's donated. That's just a preparatory thing for the It's not the carbon itself. There could be, there is also, there is something called a wood carbon, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the wood on which the carbon is burnt. But machshire carbon, the preparatory uh, part, uh, uh, what's necessary to prepare the carbon, in this case the wood, to make it burn, everybody's everybody agrees that the carbon yachid can be transferred to a carbon seed. But in other words, we're not concerned that they're not going to give it on behalf of, the, of themselves to the seabor wholeheartedly and keep it for themselves. Because it's automatic, so to speak. It's not really a concern. It's that the carbon yachid can be transferred to carbon seabor. That was the first case. Now we bring in on another case. Let's say a woman was the mother of a coin, and she wanted to make the shirt, the tunic for her son in the base of Migdash. So um, it says a woman can make a, this shirt for her son, it's, it's fit, but she has to make sure she gives it to the tzibur. You can't wear personal clothes in the base of Migdash. They have to be from the tzibur, public, their public garments. Amar Vacha, so again, Ravacha said, that sounds like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, Amar Vacha, that's like Rabbi Yossi in our mission who said that you can give a personal donation and not be concerned that it won't be public. Rabbi Yossi, B'Shem Rabbi again says, no, even in our Mishnah, our Mishnah is only arguing in the Guf of the carbon itself, the very substance of the sacrifice does that have to come from public funds or could it come from individuals who are donating it to the Tzibur and rely on the fact that they're giving it wholeheartedly? But again, the preparatory issues, preparatory items necessary for uh, a carbon, like in this case, the coins, clothes, or like the wood that was used in the sacrifice, everybody agrees that a carbon yochel can be transferred to a carbon zebra. In other words, it's not an issue. We're not that worried about it if it's if it's a yochel or if it's a zebra, if he gave it wholeheartedly or not. Not only not only can we do we have a mishnah in our mishnah, but we have another mishnah which disagrees with Rabbi Why this this mishnah is talking about uh, in Rosh Hashanah? It says over there those days Osanayamim. Noag and Bishas carbon, Shloshas carbon. Tanakam here says that those days that the that the uh, Kohanim uh, were, uh, not the Kohanim, that the these families uh, were designated that they could bring wood in the future because they donated it in the past when we needed it. So those are the days that this day this family brings carbon on a certain day, other day they they can bring their I mean their wood, not the carbon, the, the wood. Those days are special holidays. And there no again. We keep those holidays. Bishas come from where there's a base mikdash or not. When we have no base mikdash today, those are still holidays for those families. 
So that's what the Tanakhama says. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Enogus, El Bishas, Carbon Vad. Rabbi disagrees. He says, no. It's only when there's a base of English. Then it's a holiday. Otherwise, it's not. But what do you see from over here? You see that the Chachamim, who disagree with Rabbi Yossi, still agree with this idea that those families can bring the wood. Right? The, the, here you see the Chachamim also agree that the fam, that the Osanyam and Nogus, Bishas, Carbon, Shal, Bishas, Carbon, that those are holidays for those family. So he says, even when there's no base of English, what do you see? These days are considered a yontif. So the Mishnah, uh, so the Mishnah, the Mastisim, the Eitzim, is lavdaf. In other words, it's, when we say over here it doesn't go like Rabbi it means it doesn't go like Rav Acha wanted to say it's Rabbi Yossi. Rav says, oh, those missions are going like Rabbi Yossi, who says individuals could give. No, here you see even the Rabbanan who disagree with Rabbi Yossi still hold it that it's a holiday. In fact, they say that it's a, it's a holiday whether there's a base of Mikdash or not. So you see that uh, those missions uh, it's not that they don't hold of that. It come, when it comes to preparatory items like the wood or the uh, clothing of the Kohenim, which are not part of the carbon itself, everybody agrees that you can take them from individuals, that uh, individuals who donate wood or, or garments or whatever, those that's acceptable. So you see that Rav Acha, who said that these Mishnahs only go like Rav Yossi, is incorrect. That's what he means over here. Again, uh, the Gemara says... Rabiosi doesn't mean Rabiosi. He means on Rav Acha, who's explaining her that these missions go like Rabiosi. It's not true because we see this other Mishnah says that even the Chacham say that those are considered holidays, meaning that people did give that, that the wood was allowed to be donated from these individual families. We see from another case also. We are from the family, uh, the sons of Sina ben Minyamin. And in other words, we also, we were from one of those families who had donated wood. And the day that was designated as our holiday, the day when we were allowed to give the wood was on Yud Ba'av, the day after Tisha B'Av. And one, one year it happened, B'chal Tisha B'Av, one year uh, uh, Tisha B'Av came out on Shabbos, like it happens often. And when that happens, what do we do? We defer it till the next day. V'dachinu was still Matzah Shabbos, and we kept uh, Tisha B'Av the following day, Matzah Shabbos. We fasted, but we didn't complete the fast because it was a partial holiday for us. Since we brought that was the day that we were allowed to bring the wood, that we we were our, it was a special holiday for our family, and we didn't have to complete the fast. So you see, also this idea that it was it was accepted that it was considered a holiday, and that individual families could bring the wood, and it doesn't mean that uh, it's, that doesn't mean that that argues with our Mishnah. Because our mission is talking about the carbon itself. The carbon itself, the rabbis say, must come from public funds, not from individuals. But the preparatory items could. The Mishnah said, Those come from the Trumas Halishka. Now let's understand the Lashon very carefully. Trumas Halishka are the funds in the boxes that we talked about. They took out three boxes three times a year. Those funds, that's the Trumas Halishka. And the Omer, other Karbanas, and the Omer, these Karbanas Mincha also came from that. Tamantini in the Gemara Menacha says, All Karbanas Sibur, whether it's a Yachid or Sibur, can come from Aretz Chutzot. And if you want to bring an animal in from Egypt, and it's a kosher animal, it has no blemishes, and it's a short kesavoez, no problem, you can bring it as a carbon, right? From new produce or old ones. Here you're talking about whether, obviously we're talking about flower offerings from the new, from the new produce that grew in the field or from old, from the previous year. Except the omer and the shteelechem, shein ban elam it's got to come from new, because that's exactly what the omer is. The omer allows the new, um, the new, uh, produce the new uh, grains to be eaten, uh, and the shteilechem allows the new stuff, to be, the new grains uh, for New Year to be eaten in the base of Migdosh. So those two have to come from new, and they have to come from Eretz Yisrael. 
Rav Huna b'shem Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi says this goes like Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel Omer ain't Omer above Menasurya. Rabbi Shmuel disagreed with others, and he said uh, uh, the Omer, the barley, cannot even come from Surya. Surya had Surya had a semi uh, uh, holiness to it because David had conquered it. So there was issues about Surya. We talked about that when Gittin had set the head for various halachas that Surya, Syria had a, had a better status, let's say, than Egypt and other uh, foreign countries. So Bishmal says, uh, so Bishmal says you can't bring the Omer even from Surya, even from a semi-holy country, you can't bring, uh, you can't bring Omer. And therefore this mission that says you can't bring the Omer except from, you can only bring the Omer from Eretz Yisrael, goes like Bishmal. Similarly, Tamantan, and we learn in Mishnah in Kalim says, Esther Kedusha same. There are ten various ho- uh, holinesses. There are ten various holinesses. One of them is Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael Mekadosh Mikol It's the holiest of all the lands. It's more holy than any other land. Umayi Kedushasa. How is it holy? How is that demonstrated? Omer You have to bring the Omer. Only come from that. You can't bring it from any other countries. Again, you see this idea that the Omer has to come from Eretz Yisrael. Also, it goes like a Omer So again, this goes just like we saw the Mishnah in Menachos goes like Rabbi Shmuel that you can't bring the Omer from Chutz Laaretz, even from Surya. The same thing we see it over here. Again, another Mishnah, Mishnah uh, in, Yerusha, in Yerushalmi Shviya says, Taman Tanina, and there it says, Rabbi Shmuel Omer, Macharish Rishus, Avkas, his famous Pasik says, Becharish Ubekatsir Lo Tishbos, of Tishbos, rather, Becharish Ubekatsir Tishbos, meaning it's a Gushaila, whether it's talking about on Shabbos every week or we're talking about on Shemitah, that you can't plow and you can't harvest, right? It says, so Yidarshan's over there, just like plowing. Is never a mitzvah. There's never a mitzvah to plow anything. Uh, that's like it's just the same thing. The harvesting that is forbidden over here is harvesting, which is a voluntary, uh, an elector, uh, uh, you know, an, an electory thing, uh, an elective that you you choose to do it on your own, right? Oh, the only time of harvesting which is forbidden is the kind that's forbidden, like harish, just like harish. Harvesting is, I mean, plowing is always an elective. It's never a requirement. It's never a mitzvah. The same thing, the katsir that's ulcer is only something which is uh, an elective. But there's a katsir which is a mitzvah. What's that? Harvesting the carbon omer. Yatsak omer shu mitzvah. And therefore, that's, for, that's allowed even on Shabbos. Even on Shabbos, when Shabbos came out, Tesvav, Nisan. And we're talking about on Shemitah. On Shemitah also, you're allowed to harvest the carbon omer. So, so Rabbi Shmuel, who says this, Rabbi Shmuel says that, yes, you're allowed to harvest the Omer on Shabbos, or he's talking about specifically on, on Shemitah. Rabbi Shmuel goes, Rabbi Shmuel Kedaita, goes according to his reason, Rabbi Shmuel, the Omer, ain't Omer above Surya, right? It can't, can't come from Surya. Kedaita, the Omer, Yatsak, Omer, Shu Mitzvah. Because if you can bring it from Surya, then it wasn't, if, if you'd be allowed to bring it from Surya, so you wouldn't necessarily, so it's not a mitzvah to cut it down, the, the Omer in Eretz Yisrael, you have, you have to do it even on Shemitah, because uh, you, can, you, don't have to, you don't have to violate Shemitah to harvest the Omer, you could bring it from Surya. Since he says it's a mitzvah that you have to harvest it in Eretz Yisrael, that means that even in, when there's Shemitah, you're still allowed to harvest it, that shows that, that you're not allowed to bring from Syria from Syria at all. So again, these three sources are that the Omer must come from Eretz Yisrael and cannot come from elsewhere. Who is the author of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said that the guards, the people who guarded the uh, the the Svichen, which is the stuff that grows by itself, which was unnecessary for the barley 
on Shvius, they, 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 they take their pay from the Trumas Alishcha, because it's a carbon, it's necessary, it's a, ne- it's a necessity for the carbon. That goes like Rabbi Shmuel. Right? It goes like Rabbi Shmuel. It says you can't bring uh, Omer from Chutzlar, you can't bring it even from Syria. So it goes like Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yosef says, no, Rabbi Yosef Koli. Right? Because even, even the other rabbis who disagree and say that you could bring it from Syria, but what happens if there's no barley in Syria that year? They had no barley crop. Even so, in other words, it's still a mitzvah to bring from the, uh, from the aftergrowths in Eretz Yisrael when you couldn't find any in Syria. So therefore, it was still necessary to hire workers, basically just had to hire workers to guard the barley in Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because maybe there, there wouldn't be any from Syria. Rabbi Shmuel says you can't bring any from Syria anyway, so it's a mitzvah. You have to harvest it in Eretz Yisrael, even in Shemitah. According to the rabbi, according to the rabbis who say you could bring from Syria, it's okay to bring from Syria, fine, it's okay to bring, but if you couldn't find any, you still have to harvest it here. So therefore, it was necessary to hire the workers, and they get paid from the Trumas Elishcha. So the question, though, is what happens if there, you can't find any? What happens if there's no aftergrowth? It's a, it's a bad year, and nothing grew on its own. Aftergrowth means it grows by itself, uh, the Sfichen, and they couldn't get any from Syria for whatever reason. This Omer, are you allowed to plant it on Shemitah? Even though Shemitah is also to plant, you're not allowed to plant during Shemitah and Shviyas, you can't plant. But over here for the mitzvah, if you're afraid there is no, there's no Sfichin, where are you going to bring the barley from? Are you allowed to plant it? So, said, what do you mean? How can you plant it? Listen to this. If you plant something on Shemitah, you're not allowed to eat it. So over here, if you planted it in Shemitah and then you harvested it, and you brought your carbon from there, your carbon mincha. Remember, carbon mincha, what is the process of carbon mincha after it's prepared in the form with the, with the oil, etc.? You have to do, just like by uh, a carbon animal, you have shechita, kabbalah, lachan, zrika. Here also you have the comets. You have to take the comets, remember, with your, with your hand in, in a certain way, in the middle three fingers, you take the comets, which is a, a, like a, a handful. You put that in a klisharis, and you put that, you burn that on the mezbech, and that, uh, that permits the rest of the flour, the rest of what's called the shirayim, the remainder of the flour offering to be eaten. Well, over here you can't eat it because you planted it on Shemitah. So he says, how could you have a habmanit to say that you could plant uh, barley uh, on Shemitah to be brought to be used when you harvest it for your for the Omer, comes out your comets on the shirayim, which can't be eaten, and then it's not a valid carbon. As he says, comet ain't a matar as a shirayim. If it doesn't permit the shirayim to be eaten, it's not a comet. We had the Gemara Psachim not too not too long ago. The Mishnah said on Ayin Vav that there are five things Chamisha Dvarim Bon They're bought in a state of Tomei. Let's say the the carbon became Tomei. You can bring them Ainacham, but they can't be eaten. One of them is the first one. In fact, is the Omer. The Omer Shtei Alechem Lechem Aponim Zivchesham Itzimur Sirash Chadashim. If they became Tomei, you bring it, even though they can't be eaten, but they could be. They could be. Um, uh, they, they could be brought. They're brought to Tuma and, and they're not eaten. So here's also, you bring it, even though you can't eat it, even though you can't eat the remainder, because the remainder, it's, it's a mitzvah to eat it, but you don't have to eat it. And since it was, it was grown in Shemitah, there's no hetzer to eat it. But you could still bring a carbon from there. So therefore, apparently, if you had no ch- chance of bringing, according to Chacham, said you could bring from, from Syria, but there was nothing available. Or according to Rabbi Shmuel, you can only bring from Eretz but there were no Sfichen. You could plant barley, uh, if you have to, on Shemitah, and bring that as a carbon. However, you can't eat it because you planted it on Shemitah. If you got Svich, and then you could eat it, and there wouldn't be a problem. 
This is one of them. Now, back to the issue of the payment. We said that these workers who were hired to guard and harvest the barley that grew on its own in Shemitah, right, that grew on its own in Shemitah, they were paid by the uh, by the base of Migdash. Remember, if it wasn't Shemitah and it was plenty around, so they were, it was very easy to get barley. But in a Shemitah, it was very hard to get, and they hired the workers. How were they paid? They were given holy money as their salary, but their money is, is Kadosh. So how can, they, how can they use it? So this is a, this is a uh, process that they used. Ketzerosa, Notlomosman Shechani. They first went to a money changer and said, listen, advance us some money. How much money? Enough to pay these workers. Advance them the money. And they give that money to the harvesters and the guards. Before the Omer was actually brought. Then the Omer is brought. Then they bring the Karbana Omer and they bring money from the Trumas Alishcha and they redeem, they redeem the, um, uh, they redeem that money, right? They, that money is, the, or the, the, uh, the, the money is redeemed on that Trumas Alishcha. In other words, the Trumas Alishcha money is redeemed. The Kedusha of that money goes on to the carbon at that point. At that point, you just have barley, right? And they redeem it onto that, uh, onto the uh, barley. So the barley now becomes holy and the money loses its holiness, right? And then, and then that money, which has lost its holiness, is that money is used to reimburse the money changers. So it turns out the money changers gave chulin money, unconsecrated money to the workers, and they were reimbursed with the unconsecrated money. How was it unconsecrated? Because they took the shkalim from the lishcha, they took the trumas lishcha money, and they redeemed that kedusha onto the omer, and the omer became holy that way. Says so the Gemara Vatvos, can, can you really do it that way? Yeah. Isn't it a problem uh, with with uh, heter mechira? If you don't hold heter mechira, you have un, you know you're you're dealing with holy money. It's uh, okay. not redeemed. Right. We're not dealing with uh, uh, heter mechira is for growing stuff. We're not growing stuff over here. We're talking. We're not talking about your. We're, we're growing it. We're the svichen that they were paid for. We're guards who were who were hired no, to watch wild that. stuff. Oh. The wild stuff you can eat. The wild stuff you're no, allowed no, to eat. Yeah. I understand, but I'm talking about uh, holy money that's uh, not, uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah, not but transferred. No, the, the holy money, oh, oh, you're saying is the holy money being transferred onto holy shvias. That's what you're asking, that Kedusha. Yeah, that's mean, not the same Kedusha. It's a good point. You're raising a good point. The holy money that, that, that the shvias has a holiness to it, but it's not holy in the sense like it's uh, that uh, uh, any, anybody could eat it. If you find wild fruits and vegetables and stuff on Shvias, anybody could eat it. It's not holy like the Kedush and the Beis Migdash. It's got a holiness to Shemitah. To Shv- it's, it's, it has a holiness of, Shv- of Shvias. You're right. There, there's a holiness there in the sense that you can't do business with it. You're not allowed to plant, etc. You can't do business with it, right? You can't do schar with it. It has a certain holiness right. to it. And its holiness does get transferred onto money. If you, if you exchange it for money, that holiness would get. But that's not the same as the holiness we're talking about. Here we're talking about Hegdish and the Beis Migdash, which which is really like Kedushas, uh, Kedushas Aguf. The, 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 uh, Kedushas, it's like a carbon. No, nobody would say it's the same as a carbon. So you're right, there is a Kedusha to, to, the, uh, to the Shemitah, but it's not the same Kedusha as, as the Hegdish, which is a, like the Kedushas a carbon or, or Kedushas Aguf. Good point. Ravacha B'Shem Rabbi Ba uh, uh, says, B'Shem Rabbi Ba says, So here, the question, I, I, I didn't explain the question. Sigmar says, V'tfos came. Are you allowed to do that? What do you mean you're allowed to do that? 
Lachora, you're paying them a lot more than is being transferred. Why? Because when they take the bar, when they have to harvest the barley, they have to harvest a large amount, like shaloshan, and you wind up only with a, a very small percentage of that that's actually used as a carbon. So therefore, the money it's not the same amount of the transaction. You're, the, the amount of work that they're being paid for is is, uh, is apparently commensurate with the amount that they harvest and that they guard. And the amount that that's actually used for a carbon is much less. So when you change, when you change, when you transfer the kedusha from the shkalim onto the smaller amount of barley, how does that pay for the workers who who harvested a big, a larger amount? Wouldn't their pay be commensurate? Should be commensurate with their work? So the Gemara says, is that, so is that okay? So Rav Acha B'Shem says, no. It's originally figured that they're only going to pay them the amount that will be transferred on to the barley later on. They're not paid basically for three saw. They're paid only for the smaller amount that they, that's going to be actually used as a carbon. Similarly, the same thing, the same thing with the stonemasons who were used in the base of Migdash uh, to, to, to quarry and to, uh, and to cut the stones. So what do they do? Again, how were they paid? They would take money again from a money changer and they would ask the money changer to advance some money. They would give that to the quarriers and to the stone cutters. Before, before these people put the stones on the um, on the row of of the building in the in the building, and we should eat that almost once it was put on the on the, in the building, and it was already now holy because it was part of the construction either of the of the walls of the Yushalayim, the walls of the base Migdash, etc. Maybe most from Tumas they would bring money from Tumas Olishka Umachalona, and they would redeem that money onto the onto the bricks onto the stones that were already in place. And the Gemara says, "V'tfos can be allowed to do that again when they quarry. They quarry a lot more stone than what's actually used. When they cut it down, it's a much smaller amount that's actually used in the binyan. You have to quarry a much bigger amount." The answer is Yosef Barabon says again. In other words, they only pay them for the amount that was originally uh, that was that, that was going to be a, uh, that was going to be actually used in the base of Migdash. So just like the carbon mincha, they only pay them for the amount of flour that's eventually going to be used. They only pay the the stonemasons uh, the amount that's actually going to be used in the construction uh, of the of the walls. Next Mishnah on Amid Beis now Yud Amid Beis. Para, but what else was the money of the Truma Salishka used for? Para Vasa, the Paraduma. Uh, to buy a Paraduma could be a lot of money, it could be expensive, right? And you don't find them very rare. And Sar Mishtalech, the Sar, the scapegoat on Yom Kippur, the Lush and and the red wool strip that was also thrown into the Srefa of the Paraduma. Pasha says you have to say, you say, you, the Pasha says you have to burn the hyssop and the wood, etc. And the this red wool strip that was that tied it all together, make sure that it goes gets burned together with the uh, paraduma. All that that all came from the money that was withdrawn from the chamber. This the the three boxes three times a year. Kevesh para when the, the paraduma when they took it from the uh, uh, it was, went there was there was a ramp that went from Harabias to Haramishka to Harazasim. Right, because where they did it to make sure that it didn't, nothing became tame there. That they, they were afraid of a tuma underneath there. So they built a special ramp for the to take the animal from, the par, from there to the uh, Harab- to Harabayas. So kevish paro, the kevish sar and the kevish sar the, the scapegoat. Also, they built a ramp for that because people wanted to rush the guy who took the scapegoat out. Wanted to rush him, and they pulled at him, and they pulled his hair. Hurry, hurry, hurry! We want to get a kapara. So this was to protect him. They built a special ramp. For this keve, for this sar to be taken on Yom Kippur, 
of Kanav and the strip of wool that was between the horns of the of the Sarmishtaleach, which remember if it was red and then it would turn white if they got a when they got a kapara. The Emasamayim and the water channels, Vahomasair, and the walls of the city, and the towers, Koltzarchir, anything that was necessary, all the public all the public works, Bon Alishka, did not come from the boxes of the withdrawn money of the three boxes, but rather came from what was left over. Remember they covered over with mats? So he said that it came from those monies, from the remainder of the monies there. That's what these things, these ramps and the uh, and the Lashon and the Emasamayim and all that, all the public works. That all came from Shoreda. He said he disagreed. He said that the Kevish for the Paraduma, the ramp from Harabayas, uh, from Haramishka to Harabayas, uh, was was uh, purchased from the Kohanim Dolm. They themselves purchased from their own money. Moshe What about after you built the public works? There was still some remainder. There was some leftover money there. What did they do with that? Mayosenba. So Rabbi Shmuel says, Lokan ben Yonis, they would you know use it to make some money. Buy some wine, shmanim, and some oil, and siltus, and the flour. Um, and let the basically, if you got some left over there, let them make a little money on it. Dear Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva disagreed. Ain't mashtak mishalat hegdish. We have a klal that ain't anias makam ashiras. You don't act. You don't. We don't do any commerce in the base of migdash. This is a place of of wealth, and we have to show it's all part of kavod lashem. So we don't uh, we don't uh, do business with that stuff. Aflom We also don't take. Um, funds, uh, charity funds, and try to make some money with it because maybe some anyone will come and need the money. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you, you, the onion comes to the door, he's hungry, and you say, well, we've invested. I'm not, what are they, what's the word? I'm not liquid now. The funds aren't liquid. We've invested them. You know, we gave them to Madoff. So you don't do that, why? Because you need the money available when they come. Okay. Mosera Truma. Now, Truma was in the boxes. We remember if he used up the third box, he went to the second box, first box, etc. But let's say, uh, at the end of the year, there was still money left in those boxes. So what do you do with that leftover money at the end of the year? Meaning the following Nisan, what do you do with that money? My Yosemba. So they used that. So different opinions what it was used for. Some say Rikuezov, Sipula Beskash, and Tanakama says they used it for gold plates to cover the base Kachem Kachem, to plate over the walls. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, Moser HaPeiros, Rabbi Shmuel, who said you could use the uh, leftover uh, most of Shari Yishka was used for commerce, right, to buy and sell and make some money. So what, what did you do with the leftover of the, the you know, the dividends, that the profits that came from that? Kayetz Mizbeach, that was used for kites. Kayetz means, uh, means like uh, fruits or dessert, uh, meaning when the Mizbeach wasn't busy, they wanted to keep everybody busy and in motion, and it was nice to have a good smells on the base of Migdash, in the base of Migdash. So if there weren't a lot of uh, personal kabbanas that were brought, then the uh, the Kohanim used those uh, like public funds to bring kabbanas. They would just offer uh, burnt sac- burnt carbonos, uh, uh, burnt sacrifices. Olas they would bring them. That's called kaitzim So he says the left the the profits were used for kaitzim zbeach. Moser truma, the leftover truma. Again, again, the Tanakhama said it was used for gold plates. He says it was used for kleishares for the various uh, instruments, the various uh, vessels in the base of Migdash. To, to, to make those. Rabbi Kiva Omer Moser Truma Lekaitzim Zbeach. Rabbi Kiva learns it differently. He says the Moser Truma was for Kaitzim Zbeach. That's another opinion. It was used for the Karbanas. And Moser Nesachim left over money from the Sachim, money that they had paid workers to, paid suppliers rather, to supply the oil and the uh, wine and the flour when they paid them. And then the prices uh, went down so that 
uh, the law was that the suppliers had to give the new price, meaning if originally you got three saw for a seller, now the, you can get four saw for a seller, they had to supply the fourth saw also. So that was like extra. Or if, the, uh, or if there was simply extra at the end of the year, that extra went for, that was, was used for the klishares. Most of them were some klishares. Notice in Psachim Daf Yudali, we had Rabchanina Skanakanim. It's obviously the same person. Chananya, Chanina is interchangeable like we have here, Rabbiosa, Rabbiosi, different ways. It's the same name, Chananya, and Chanina we see is the same name. Rabchanina Skanakanim, Omer, most of the Psachim is Kaisim Uzbech. In other words, different opinions what it was used for. Most are Chumal klishares. He agrees with, the, with the Rabbi Shmuel that the most of Chumal was for cliche race, but he says that the uh, the Moshe Masachim went for Kaitzim Mizbeach, not the Peiros, because he didn't agree with Peiros. Zevazeh, these last two, Rabchanina and Rabakiva, don't agree with Rabishma. Law Yomodim Peiros. They don't. They didn't agree that the Peiros, meaning the profits that was uh, that was made from extra. Um, um, the, from the Shiori Alishcha was used to buy and sell. He, they didn't agree with that. They said Ananias Makamashiris, and we didn't do any commerce with Be, with Bezdin's um, with Be, with the base of Migdash's uh, funds. Kevish Parah, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman Abshemayosin says Gimel saying there were three different kinds of of woolen strips uh, that that were used. Shosoyer, the Sawyer Mishdalech, the scapegoat. That way to sell it, that way to a certain amount. Then it had to be split into two because they took half and put it on the rock. So when the animal was thrown off the cliff, uh, if the, if the, you, you, you may not see the animal with the part that was tied to the animal's horns, you may not see as it falls down the cliff. But they left part of it on the stone there. And when that turned white, that they knew that their, uh, the caparis were uh, atoned for. So that weighed a sella. Shomitsora Bashekel, he didn't need as much. The one that was used for a Mitsora, uh, for a Mitsora in his, uh, in his uh, uh, concoction that was used uh, was, was less. Shalokanates Eres Vezes of Shnitulas. Um, and uh, for his uh, fire there, whatever they had, his, the process of being Matar the Mitsora, you needed a, a smaller amount. Uh, a shekel is a half a sella or, or two zuz, right? Shalpara. The parah had to make sure that it burnt, so they had to put a lot of amounts so that it fell into the into the fire and and uh, and you know went all the way down into the midst of the fire. That was it used two sloyim. Rab Chunya the Bras Chavron Rab Chunya from Bras Chavron from that place says in the name of Rabbo Barzavta B'shem B'shem Ben Chalafta shall parah base sloyim machza two and a half cellars. And some, some say, they say it was 10 zuz, which is the same amount. They just say two and a half cells is the same. A cell is four zuz or two shekels. And, um, and uh, so two cells and a half is the same as, as uh, 10 zuz. Rabbi Yudah B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel says like this. There were other uses for the Trumas Halishcha. Now, some of these are directly related because the Rishim Shachos basically said it's for different carbonos, all the kinds of carbonos, including the Paraduma and the Sar Mishdaleach, all that came from Trumas Halishcha. Now he says also, there were Tumicham who taught the Kohanim how to, how, to, how, to do the, how to work, how to work in the base of Midrash. They taught him the, all the Avodah. They taught him Hilcha Shechita, even though Shechita is Kosher Bazar, but basically they didn't usually allow Zoram to do it because they weren't as well versed. The Kohanim took special classes in how to do all the processes. So, the Tamnacham who taught the Kohanim, Hilcha Shechita, Hilcha Kabbalah, Zrika, etc., they took their Schar from Trumas Halishcha. Also, the ones who checked the, to make sure the animals had no blemishes. That was all part of bringing a sacrifice, including the education, as we see, of how to do it. All part of bringing a sacrifice. They also not in scharm at Trumas Halishcha. Rav Rav Tanchom, Rav Chiyah B'Shem of Slois, there was a Sefer Torah in the Azara, also used you know, to, to learn and to understand the halachas. 
So they were also the ones who checked the Sefer Torah to make sure that it was proper, no mistakes. They also, Noten Schorim Tumas Halishra. Gidel Barbar Yomashem Ravasi says, Shnei Dan Gzelos, Noten Schorim Tumas Interesting. The two Dayanim of Gzelos and Yerushalayim, the people who would give Knossos, etc., for people who stole, they had no other source to take their money from, even though this wasn't a carbon. But this is where they were sitting in. They didn't have how to be uh, get a parnasa. They were also given money from Trumas Lishka. Interesting, it was considered like a sacrifice, even though it clearly wasn't a sacrifice. It's not as directly related to sacrifice as all these other things. Shmuel Amr, Nashim Orgus Parochas, the woman who, who uh, wove the parochas, the partition, the curtain, the, the woolen partition, also that was part of the base of Migdash. Rafun Amr, Mitumas Baris, they took there from Bidikus Baris. That wasn't a carbon, that was really part of building, the construction, the building of the base mission. So they took, he says, they took their money from, uh, they took their pay from Trumas Abedek uh, uh, Of course, in all these cases, you would make sure to transfer the money, right, uh, to do, to transfer the money, to lose its, to deconsecrate the money in a way that we described before. You wouldn't give the money directly to them, but rather transfer onto something holy and, and, uh, and, and, and therefore the money would lose its Kedusha and then reimburse it with the money changes like we described before. Ma Polig Shmuel uh, uh, what's the basis of Machlokas, whether the, the weavers of the parochas would take their money from Tumas Lishka or from Bedekabaya? Shmuel, Avlakab Shmuel says it's like a carbon. Ravuna says Avlakabinia, no, it's like construction in the base of Mikdash. Makes more sense to say it's, it's construction, right? Amar of Chizkia, Taner of Yehuda, um, his name is, we have a God Gudus in the, in the side, he brings that the gear says Grogris. Ravuna Grogris said, Haktoras, the incense that was brought daily, and on Yom Kippur, Cholkabar Asibor, Bomitrumasalishka. Mizbeach Hazov, the construction of the inner base, the inner Mizbeach, the small Mizbeach inside the Hechel, which was called Mizbeach Hazov or Mizbeach Haktores or uh, or Mizbeach Hapnimi, the Kol Kleishares and all the vessels. That came from Moser Nesachim. Again, the leftover of the Nesachim, they they used that. Mizbeach Haola, the Hechel, the Azaros. The Mizbeach Ola, that's the outer Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Nechoshes, or Mizbeach Chitzoni, Vahechal, and the Azoros Bar Mishiar Lishcha. That came from the Shiar Lishcha. That's the remainder of the money not, that didn't go into the boxes. So that's how they learned. Chutz the Azoros, the stuff outside the Azoros, right? The stuff outside the Azoros, that means like the walls of the Yerushalayim or the walls around the Azorah, right? The outer walls. There's a hill there, there's other parts. That came from Lishcha's Berekabais. That came from the Berekabais, the other. Temple funds that were get donated not for carbonos and not part of the chazi shekel. I vatani avni mizbeach ahechav azoros molim ben. Says we have a brisa which says that you're, if you have anaw from those stones, you're moel. V'chiyesh meila b'shiraim. If it came from the shiraim, from lishka, from the from the shiorei lishka, how could it be moel in shiraim? So the answer is no. Elikar meir goes to kameir. The meir omer moel b'shiraim. He says you are moel. There is meila on the leftovers. There is me'ila on the leftovers, and therefore, it goes like in Golik Meir. Rafkia says, no, even Rameir wouldn't agree with this. Kluma Rameir, but Rameir only says me'ila in that year when the money's holy. Here we're talking about, we only use that money if, if, there were, if there was leftover money after the other uses, uh, construction of the walls and the towers, etc. So here the money is already in the next year. So even he would agree that there was no me'ila there. So how could you say that? Uh, so 
Therefore, this doesn't make sense to say that it came from the Shari Lishka because it, otherwise there, would, there wouldn't be Me'ila, and we learn there is Me'ila over there. Amr of Chizki, another thing that he said in the name of this Rav Yitan Rav Yudah Grogris, said that the Shulchan in the Beis Amigdash in the Heichal, and the Menorah and the uh, and the altars, Valparochus, Ma'akvenas Akabanos, Divra Meir says, you can't bring a carbon unless all those things are extant there, unless you have all those things there. Vachomar, Enoch Ma'akav, Elakarbon, Esakarbon, Elal Hakior, Vachen Bilvad. The only thing that's Ma'akav a carbon, the only thing that makes, you cannot bring, it's indispensable for a carbon, is the laver and its base. How can you say that's all you need? Didn't Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yosef they both say, whenever the Pusik says Nochach, like Nochach Pesach Abayas, that's Ma'akiv. If it says Tsela on the side, like Tsela, ain't Ma'akiv. Even if the Pasuk just says, Vissamo, Eitzel, or Vayasem, that's also Ma'akiv. So how can you say? That uh, only the laver and the ba- and its base are ma'akiv. Here we see that uh, that uh, whenever it says nochach, that's ma'akiv. Tzela is not, and some say tzela is ma'akiv, and some say even says samo. Am ravchinin a kamvodas rifnim kamvodas rebuchutz. It depends. Are we talking about a voter that's done inside the heichal? Right. When the pasuk says you have to do something inside the heichal, then we need all these items where it says uh, tzela or where it says nochach. Then you need everything. But the avoda that's done on the outside outside of the heichal. That's enough if uh, uh, the only thing that's mock up there is the laver and its base. All right, we'll pick them here from the third line in Mitch Shem tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.